Welcome to Nashville Anthems, dissecting 80s and 90s country music. I'm your host, Milton McMainerberry, and I want to give a big thank you to Speedy McKay, personal friend of mine, for bringing us today's theme music. On Nashville Anthems, we're looking into what exactly it is that makes 80s and 90s country music particularly work by picking apart the songs played on satellite radio's 80s and 90s country station one at a time. Today... We're blowing off our cousin's wedding to cruise the open highway of Reba McIntyre's mid-90s hit, I'd Rather Ride Around With You. So, if you haven't already, I hope you'll pause this podcast now and give that song a few close listens. And now let's get into it. First off, let's give credit where credit is due. I'd Rather Ride Around With You was written by veteran country music songwriters Tim Nichols and Mark D. Sanders. And it was released in 1996 or 1997, depending on how you count it. And it reached number two on the U.S. country charts, held out of number one by... Are you ready? Anybody want to guess? The King Held Back the Queen, George Strait, with all-time classic, Carrying Your Love With Me. Maybe we'll get to that one soon. But anyway, finally, I'd Rather Ride Around With You was produced by John Guess along with Reba McIntyre herself. Okay, so what are some key things about I'd Rather Ride Around With You that make this song what it is? The first thing I want to point out is the energy of this song. The song is certainly energetic. It has a fast, driving groove. You feel this very much naturally in the rhythm section of the song. Both the drums and bass guitar are active and forward-leaning in their rhythm. It always feels like they're pushing the beat very slightly ahead of it all the time, driving the song forward, propelling it. We've talked about this effect before. We heard it in Seminole Wind. It was also in Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. It was also in How Forever Feels. More on that song later. And it was a key feature of Little Texas's 80s hair metal-influenced song, God Blessed Texas. Shows up again here. But notice, in this case, how straight this groove is. There's virtually no syncopation. It's very much a 1, 2, and 3, 4, and 1, 2, and 3, 4, and 1 beat. So the energy is heavy, but it's steady energy. It's like Seminole Wind, not frantic energy, like Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. There's also an energy boost in this song, kind of around the two-thirds mark. It's just unexpected key change. Just out of nowhere, the song rises a whole step from C major to D major, right in the middle of the instrumental break. It kind of functions as a bridge before the last verse. This came up in That's What I Get for Loving You, and again in our other Diamond Rio episode so far, How Your Love Makes Me Feel. Both of those songs went up by a whole step before the last chorus. 
This one is similar, although it's more abrupt and jarring, like, oh, I don't know, driving carefree in a car and surprising the passenger by suddenly gunning the accelerator, shifting up a gear. And in this song, this key change is no false jarring key change like it was in How Can I Help You Say Goodbye. No, this car just went into another gear, and it's staying there. Notice the chorus after the key change just stays in groove. without going into the halftime feel that the prior chorus does. I don't care. In other words, this couple and this groove don't even think about slowing down. So all these things, the fast driving groove amped up by that abrupt gear shift during the instrumental break, give the song an overall musical feel of motion, almost a restlessness, an inability to sit still, never having two feet on the ground at the same time. This is all stuff that the lyrical imagery of driving a car with the windows down marries really well with. I mean, it's called a driving groove for a reason, right? And the straightness of the groove with all this says not a winding dirt road, but really an open highway. Come on, baby, drive south, right? So this couple is definitely cruising, right? The drive that they're on may not be to anywhere in particular, so it's unpredictable, so to speak, in the long term, in other words. But at the same time, it's not all over the place. It's not herky-jerky, and it's not unpredictable in the short term, but rather it's comfortable and exhilarating. So all that points to the next key feature that I want to get to that this song has. That is a carefree attitude. It's kind of the opposite of how forever feels in a way. This protagonist has mild curiosity about how forever feels, but meh. It even has that idea of losing control in one's automobile in it, but this time willingly with that line, let go of the wheel. I'd say this song is also the positive expression of the protagonist's attitude in Alan Jackson's song, Someday. You hear that in lines like, one of these days, I might. One of these days, I what? I might. So vague, so indeterminate. And nearby, there's another line that says, there's way too many decisions to make. You know, there are responsibilities, there are things I need to do, and I kind of just don't feel like doing them. I might get to them someday. And someday, that lack of ambition costs the protagonist his significant other. But I'd rather ride around with you, importantly, this protagonist's maid's attitude clearly aligns with hers. In fact, he's the one driving the car. I'd also call I'd rather ride around with you a more forceful version of the vibe in I'm Alright. And it's kind of neat that this song followed that one in our order because you could definitely hear Jody Messina singing I'd rather ride around with you, right? There's something of that confidence, that something like swagger that Jody Messina often exudes in this song. In fact, Messina's extremely similar song, Heads Carolina, Tails California, is not a coincidence in how similar it is because it was written by the same pair who wrote I'd Rather Ride Around With You, Tim Nichols and Mark D. Sanders. So specifically, I think I'd Rather Ride Around With You takes the contentment of I'm All Right and puts it in motion. I'm All Right has Neon Moon's stasis with contentment, and I'd rather ride around with you is I'm All Right's contentment with motion. 
It's like I'm not just fine sitting still without any real ambition. I'm happy driving actively away from it. So we're zeroing in on something that's been a recurring theme of Nashville anthems and thus feels like an integral part of the secret sauce of 80s and 90s country music that we're trying to reverse engineer. It's this, specific takes on relatable experiences. To drill down more into the specific take of I'd Rather Ride Around With You, I thought we'd try something. This song is a long name, right? (laughs) I mean, it's a complete sentence with a subject, verb, all that. And it seems like that specific take is in the name. I'd Rather Ride Around With You. It's a pretty pregnant title, right? So I'd like to look at that title one word at a time and see what each word means and how it contributes to that overall specific angle on this idea of carefree shirking of responsibility. To do that, we'll try substituting some other words, maybe some opposite words, and see how those substitutions change the meaning of the title. Worth a shot? All right, let's see where this takes us. First off, I'd rather ride around with you. Which would change that word I to? How about she'd? She'd rather ride around with you. You still got a country song there, right? And it's still one about being carefree. But now it's about looking on from outside, probably with some implied envy and discontentment. But I'd rather ride around with you is experiential. I'm inside of this. This is my experience. All right, how about the second word, rather? You can have some fun with this one. Rather expresses a preference. So how about never? I'd never ride around with you. Now you've got a breakup song or a blow-off song. I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm not doing it with you. (laughs) Another fun one, how about have to? I'd have to ride around with you. (laughs) Now we've gone from a Jody Messina song to a Deanna Carter. This is female liberation empowerment. This is about uber contentment with oneself. This says, buddy, if I have to ride around with you, I'd just as soon stay home. Let's do another. Ride. Aha. Now this one is about the activity. What else could we do around besides just riding? I'd rather walk around with you. I'd rather hang around with you. There's some nuance here. Those aren't far from what this song is saying, are they? But we're back to the driving groove, the energy, the motion of this song. This song isn't about walking or standing still or hanging around. It's about moving and speed. It's not just that it's my experience or that it's my preference, but it's specifically my preference to have an experience of motion. Let's keep going. Here's an interesting one. Around. Around. It's not a preposition here. There's no object. It's an adverb. It stands alone in describing the sort of riding that we're doing. So how else might we ride? I'd rather ride home, to work. I'd rather ride to church, to Walmart. Really, any specific place would stand in contrast to the super vague, just plain old around, right? So that's a big part of the vibe. I want to move, but I want to move toward nothing in particular. Where are they going? All we know is they are 25 miles, 25 miles from this wedding they were supposed to be at. If anything, driving away from that responsibility, but in no sense driving toward anything. Here's unrepentant aimlessness. I don't want to sit still like I'm all right, but I don't want to plan for the future either. 
like the pre-repentant protagonist and how forever feels. I just want to go along, and I want to go along aimlessly. Hey, what about the actual preposition in the song title, the word with? Aha, now we've added something that we maybe presumed but shouldn't have. Who said anything about being with anyone? Can't you ride around by yourself and enjoy doing it? Taking to the extreme, that notion turns into, I'd rather ride around without you. Now that's a country song. Your company is less desirable to me than solitude. Get lost because I'm about to get lost in this car all by myself and I'm going to enjoy doing it. It's over. I do my riding around solo starting now. Fun stuff. But no, the vibe of the actual song is precisely enjoyment of togetherness. This isn't I'm Alright's solo contentment, but specifically the contentment of company with someone who's on the same ambition-free page as I'm on. Okay, finally, I'd rather ride around with... him? That'd be a similar breakup or blow-off vibe as some of these other iterations. I'm expressing a preference, and now it's not for solitude, but you may be better off in a pine box because it's for, specifically, someone else. Not just not you, actively someone else. So that's a viable vibe for a country song, right? But it's not the vibe of this one. I'd rather ride around in aimless, fast-paced motion with you. The song is addressed to that carefree partner and no one else. There is, in fact, no one else around to hear it. This is a private message from the passenger to the fully aligned driver, nowhere near their shared responsibilities, that affirms what he's doing and essentially says, it's no one else's business. Okay, let's summarize. I'd Rather Ride Around With You is a song that expresses contentment in a devil-may-care attitude that looks specifically like aimless but steady and fast motion away from responsibility in company with a mate who is completely aligned, even leading the way toward nothing in particular. Let's not miss, too, this open highway is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's only known to be 25 miles from something, from the, not a, the Methodist church. And all of that brings in this common element that we often see of having these specific angles on relatable themes grounded in a specific rural setting. Move over, Dave and Alan Coe. I think we may have found the perfect country and western song. Okay, maybe not yet, but I do think we're getting somewhere in this quest. But at the same time, I don't think we've said much so far that wouldn't apply to country music in general. Why does 80s and 90s country music particularly work? What differentiates it from the rest of country music's rich history? Well, keep listening, and let's see if we can get there together. And the next step on that journey is the next song. So I'm going to pull up Satellite Radio's 80s and 90s country station right now and see what's playing. Well, we have a repeat. The song that is currently playing is Garth Brooks' Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. Obviously, we've covered that one already. If you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back to it. We we refer to that one a lot on this podcast. There's something sort of foundational about that song. But anyway, we got to wait this out, so I'll fast forward ahead in your time while I sit around and wait in real time. Here we get something from the 80s. I call this an 80s and 90s country music podcast, but... So far, it's been almost entirely 90s. All right, I asked for it and I got it. The song is Linda, L-Y-N-D-A by Steve Warner. 
I look forward to discussing that one with you next time on Nashville Anthems. Until then, feel free to write to me at MiltonMcMainerberry at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.